Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 20th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story as well as talk about my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently July 30th, 2019, filming this at 8.37 p.m. Central Standard Time. Not sure when it'll come out to you, but it will probably be before August, because I think it'd be cool to end July off with the 20th episode of Hating on Anchor. I don't know. I think that'd be neat. And uh, speaking of which, yeah, 20 whole episodes of Hating on Anchor. Like, that's cool. I think that deserves a little round of mini golf claps, if you will, because getting to this point has been crazy. I mean, shoot, I'm, I have the page pulled up right now. We started Aiden on Anchor uh, October 24th, 2017. Believe it or not, it has been almost two years since we started Aiden on Anchor, and we have only now reached the 20th episode mark, something that should have only took, like, several weeks. But here we are, because this series has gone through so many changes and ups and downs and, and modes where there's a bunch of Aiden on Anchor episodes and then times where there aren't any at all. But through all that, through thick and thin, this is probably one of the series that I've had the most fun recording. Because a lot of series that I do, once I reach episode 20, it kind of starts to get stale, or it slows down a bit, or it's not as, as awesome as I thought it was because my mind is other places. But not with Ain't On Anchor, dude. Every time I go to record one of these, it feels fresh and, and new and exciting. And that's crazy because, like, this show has no format at all. I just kind of talk on a microphone and yet still that idea, that concept that I can literally dump everything out of my mind into a microphone and people will listen. Uh, that's really cool. So thank you all for supporting Ain't On Anchor for 20 whole episodes. I really do appreciate it. Uh, one other little announcement that we got to get into. This will be the final episode of season one of the show. Uh, why were there seasons? Um, well, <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing anything uh, in particular because I didn't realize that like Anchor, when you upload episodes, you have an episode number tally, but you also have a season tally that you can put on there. So yeah, I figured, hey, Episode 21's coming up next. Why not that be the start of, quote-unquote, season two of A Non-Anchor? And I thought, okay, that'll make sense. Uh, let's just do that then. So this is the final episode of season one. Season two will start on episode 21 and on, and it'll go until about episode 40 or so. We'll try to keep them in 20-episode chunks. Uh, will anything be new for season two of A Non-Anchor? Uh, no. <laughs> this is mainly for my, for my number-obsessed OCD mind to just be able to easily separate chunks of episodes in case people want to get a particular season of Ain't on Anchor and listen to it, which is cool. But if you want to listen to all of them, that's cool as well. I'm not going to be changing the format of anything because like I said before, it's been awesome. Just know that episode 21 will be the start of season two. But yeah, that's it for all the announcement type stuff. Let's just go ahead and jump into the episode. There's really not a whole lot <laughs> like on my mind currently. Uh, really, all I've been doing the past couple of days is, is sleeping in till about 3 or 4 p.m. Uh, and then waking up and then working on monthly Battle League stuff. In fact, this whole week has essentially been me waking up at 4 p.m. and working on monthly Battle League stuff. So it's not really exciting. There's not a lot to uh, talk about. And I can't come on this podcast and be like, oh, guys, look what I did this week. And literally just editing. That's that's about to the extent of what I've worked on. Um Things like Monthly Battle League Season 3 recaps, things like the awards video, uh, even these bigger, longer videos showcasing all the Monthly Battle League battles from Season 1 
2, and 3. In fact, the Season 2 All the Battles video is the last one that i got to finish. And then after that, I will be done, thankfully. So I'll be done just before, just before August rolls around, which again, is pretty cool. I like timing things out like that. So yeah, I've been doing all of that. In case you don't know what Monthly Battle League is, is my competitive Pokemon draft-based league that I do with a bunch of my friends in the Discord. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I enjoy it. I'm a big Pokemon dude. I've been playing since I was very little, very small. Uh, the first games I played in the franchise were... Fire Red and Leaf Green, and then I got around to playing Ruby, and then Emerald, and then the Gen 4 games, 5, and so on and so forth, up until today. I've been playing for that long. Almost 10 or so years, I believe. And I still have all my Pokemon. I've kept them transferred from the new game to the game after that, and all that sort of stuff. And we've talked about this a little bit when I talked about the whole National Dex controversy. But uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Pokemon dude, and so working on this sort of draft league stuff as well as watching uh, Poketubers and all this other stuff. Kind of kind of reinvigorated a love of Pokemon in me this week that I haven't felt for a while because I was starting to get burnt out on the series. Uh, yearly releases and, and games starting to feel similar to each other uh, really had me to the point where I'm like, ugh, Pokemon, I love it, I really do, but you're hitting me with like media and game and game and game and game and game and game and game, and I'm just exhausted. Uh, I was exhausted when Monthly Battle League was done. Um, but for some reason, just in the editing process, just in working on these videos, I've again felt that that love for Pokemon again uh, out of nowhere. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I gotta manifest it in some form of fashion. Whether or not I decide to play a game or make a Let's Play or uh, whatever, I gotta do something with it because this feeling has just been building up in me and I'm like, oh, I gotta play Pokemon. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. So... Uh, I'll probably do something like that. I'm not sure what, and I'm not sure on which platform I will do any of that on. But nevertheless, the feeling is there. So yeah, uh, <laughs> hopefully that was interesting. Uh, I worry that none of this shit is interesting. Um, it's interesting to me. That's why I talk about it. Okay, maybe it's not interesting to you, but uh, I still enjoy it. I'm ex I'm still excited for Sword and Shield. In case anybody wanted to know that. I'm looking forward to it. All the new Pokemon they've revealed so far. Yamper, Impidimp, uh, Grookey, motherfucking Grookey. God, love Grookey. Uh, and all the other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. Dreadnought. I like Dreadnought. He's a big turtle. I like turtles in Pokemon. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I just I just want to play Sword and Shield right now, and I gotta wait till November to do that. And it's just like, ugh, that's so long from now. How am I gonna be able? to play it if I gotta wait all these months later <sighs> I'll manage I'll manage but I'm still excited for the game despite the controversies that have surrounded Sword and Shield everything new that I've seen from the game so far has kept me interested even if some of the stuff they're taking away is not as interesting that's still where I'm at personally so yeah can't wait for that sometime in November uh, what else have I been doing recently um, been watching some movies I'm a kind of a movie buff now, I guess. <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> um, but I've been watching movies with my friends Zach and Jay. Mainly Spider-Man movies. We've been we've been on a kick of Spider-Man films recently. We just saw the Raimi trilogy and the Amazing Spider-Man 1. We already saw the MCU Spider-Mans, like, shoot, several months ago at this point. So, 
uh, yeah, we've been like all up in these Spider-Man films, and it's just crazy watching all these films like evolve and do different takes and step back a little bit in some certain aspects and just how insanely challenging it is to make a Spider-Man film. Like, that's what I've learned. That's been my takeaway from a lot of these films, just how insanely difficult it is to make a film about a boy who dresses up in a Spider-Man outfit and swings around in webs and defeats wacky-ass comic book villains. How do you translate that into a film with the character and the comic stuff being accurate while also still being entertaining for a large audience because guess what these films cost like the bajillion dollars they gotta make their money back somehow so that balance that they try to strike uh, staying true to the character and also trying to be entertaining blockbuster films i do not envy them uh but the ones that are good are really good and the ones that haven't been so good are really bad <laughs> i've never i haven't found an in-between spider-man film yet it's always been this is insanely well crafted or this is a hot pile of shit it's never it's never that was just an okay spider-man film uh, which is cool because i hate like boring middle of the road films like that so it's cool to see uh, different extremes on that it keeps it more interesting for me and for all the people uh, in the call watching them especially if i had to rate what i've seen so far in terms of like the best spider-man films and the worst ones Keep in mind, I haven't seen certain ones. I haven't seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. I haven't seen Spider-Verse. And I haven't seen Venom. Those are the three that I have not seen yet. I've heard Spider-Verse is really, really good. So that's the one that probably would impact the list the most. The other two I've heard are good. So who knows? But if I've had to rate all the Spider-Man films I've seen so far, I would probably go in the realm of number one at the top of my list would probably be Spider-Man 1. Uh, and that's mainly due to nostalgia, and that's mainly due to bias on my end. But I also think, in terms of superhero origin films, there doesn't seem to be, at this current moment in time, a better superhero origin film than the first Spider-Man film. Not the first X-Men, not the first Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins in this case, um, not the first Iron Man, the first Thor, the first Captain America. If I had to pick one film that did the whole superhero origin story right... I think Spider-Man 1 is the one that does it the best while also continuing to be interesting and cool and engaging and have really outdated CGI fights that are still relatively charming considering how far we've come and all the weird and wacky Raimi shit uh, keeps me on my toes and I just enjoy watching them as a whole. I think it's got a pretty perfect opening, a pretty perfect ending, a couple of missteps in the middle, but for the most part, like the spider-man film gets me in the feeling gets me into the character the most i love that movie so good so good number two number two i'd probably have to go with spider-man 2 i know we're going places we really are going to places i'm going spider-man 2 because even though it is probably the better film compared to spider-man 1 uh, for most people spider-man 2 is probably like the the best out of all of them the reason I have it at number two in particular is because I hadn't seen it until like recently. I've only seen it one time. I haven't done the multiple rewatch things. I haven't digged into each little scene and aspect of the film. So I can't appreciate it as highly as I do Spider-Man 1 yet. But I imagine given the time and given multiple rewatches, Spider-Man 2 will probably be my number one. But it's not yet. 
because I've only seen it once. So, uh, but just from the first time that I did see it, I really enjoyed Peter's arc and the whole deal. Uh, I liked seeing the developments on characters like Harry and Aunt May and everything. Uh, just sort of the emotional stuff. When you get to the action scenes, there's also a lot of pretty good action scenes. The only like slight flaw I found in it is Dr. Octopus is just not like a great villain in this film. I prefer Green Goblin. I prefer the MCU Spider-Man villains. Uh, he's better than like Amazing Spider-Man villains, I guess, but that's not really a high bar <laughs> to get past. So yeah, he's probably my only like slight issue, but otherwise like the story it tells and the character study that we go into in Spider-Man 2 is just really, really good. Not my number one yet, but still a really awesome film. Number three. Three would probably go to Spider-Man Homecoming. I know y'all were waiting for the MCU films to somehow crack on this list. I think for now, Homecoming is my number three. And uh, I just like it a little bit more than Far From Home, I think. I love Far From Home. I think Far From Home is a great film. However, I kind of like a little bit more of the high school origin stuff in Homecoming. A little bit more than I like the vacation-y high school stuff in Far From Home. Like, they are still similar similar films, similar arcs, uh, but I enjoy Homecoming just the slightest bit more. I enjoy Vulture slightly more than I do Mysterio. Uh, I like the drama in this film. I like the comedic stuff. I like New York a lot. I hadn't really felt a love for New York uh, since the Raimi films, so to see it done really well here is nice as well. It's just not as good as the Raimi ones, in my opinion, mainly due to, like, stuff involving consequences and the fact that I still kind of like Toby a little bit more than Tom Holland. Tom Holland is fantastic, though. Don't get me wrong. He's, like, wonderful uh, in this. He's good in Far From Home, too, so, like, keep that in mind. The acting's really good. The humor's on point. I love the little, the little robot voice in the suit. I love the connections to the MCU and everything in between. And the climax. Good Lord, the climax is so good. In homecoming uh, just with peter under the rubble trying to get out and the little twist involving the vulture being liz's dad and all that sort of stuff I, I just gotta stop talking about it go see go see homecoming it's fantastic it's really good i don't like it as much as the raimi films but still like in terms of spider-man films so far we're still like really high up there in terms of good films number four of them uh is far from home a little bit more of a vacation-y movie. A little bit more of a, ooh, we're seeing sights. We're, we're going places. Uh, we have Mysterio as the villain this time. And this is a relatively recent movie, so I'm not going to spoil it as much as some of the other ones about what goes on. But the ending is pretty crazy. Sets up a lot of stuff for the third one. Uh, seeing Peter Parker and Spider-Man deal with the loss of Iron Man from Endgame, obviously, uh, is crazy as well. You have Nick Fury in this movie. Uh, Marie Hill, unfortunately is in this film. John Favreau is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I like Far From Home a lot. I just prefer the more down-to-earth Homecoming, I guess. Uh, the wacky shit in, home, in Far From Home is really good. I just like Homecoming a little bit more. But still, solid film. All right, now, number five on the list of, of Spider-Man films that I've seen so far, I'm going to have to give it to Spider-Man 3. 3 gets a lot of shit wrong. <laughs> We have dropped off significantly in quality uh, after Far From Home, uh, but there's still some good scenes in here. Like, the opening is really good. The way that the movie ends is really good, but good lord, man. The pacing is 
everywhere there are like three villains in this movie and they're all vying for screen time and so if one of them needs a particular scene or moment the other two have to be out of action for a little bit it's only until the final final climax that we finally get all of them showing up at once but still it's a mess so many plot points so many character threads it's trying to wrap up the trilogy while also telling these new stories as well it's hard to follow at certain points but at other points it can be wildly hilarious and goofy like all the other sam raimi films it can have some of the best action scenes in the entire film the black suit stuff is really good it's just this mix it's such a mixed bag where like 50 percent of the movie is really cool and i like a lot of the stuff but structurally and villain wise it's all over the damn place um it really only works in my opinion in the context of seeing spider-man one and two first and then three rather than watching three on its own and getting confused with all the shit they're throwing at you so yeah spider-man three is five which means we only have one more movie left to talk about number six is the amazing spider-man oh i hate this film i hate this film this is the only bad one i'd say that i've seen so far and granted haven't seen the amazing spider-man 2 haven't seen venom spider-verse i've heard is fantastic but so far amazing spider-man is my least favorite spider-man film and here's why it's edgy as hell man <laughs> it is so this isn't your granddad's spider-man and it shows the entire time uh anything that raimi did well uh freaking over here mark webb director of the amazing spider-man is like yo let's do that but worse uh because we want to be different and because we want to stand out and i'm all for being different i'm all for changing things up when you have to change them up however it is just so unnecessarily different and darker for no reason half the time i felt like i was watching a bad batman origin film than i was a spider-man film just with the amount of detective work the amount of hunting down people the amount of mystery uh the amount of snarkiness uh the amount of hiding and moping uh evil characters <laughs> throughout most of the film the only things i really like in the amazing spider-man one are as follows uh, number one is Gwen Stacy. I like Gwen Stacy in this a lot. I didn't care for Mary Jane in the Raimi films. Um, but Gwen Stacy is like, that character kind of realized. And then Flash. I like Flash a lot. And I didn't think I would. But as the movie went on, I kind of grew more and more to appreciate Flash's character. Everything else about this movie sucks, though. The CG is bad. The fight scenes are bad. The music choices are awful. We spend so much time padding this film out with dumb mystery and dumb filler bits that I just don't care for. Uh, yeah, there wasn't much to take away from this movie that I liked, but I'm sure The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Venom are worse. But for now, The Amazing Spider-Man is at the bottom of my list. And that is the list so far. I'll have to let you know where the other three films fall once I watch them. But for now, this is my arbitrary uh, films that Aiden likes with the Spider-Man name from best to worst. So, yeah, go watch the Raimi films, one, two, and three, in order. It's a fun time. It's great. Or, if you want a slightly different take on the character, go watch the MCU films as well. Both of them are fantastic. I enjoy them just as much. I like the Raimi ones a slight bit better, but I enjoy them just as much. Uh, from a filmmaking perspective, they're also solid. So, yeah, that's my opinion on all the freaking Spider-Man movies. I uh, hope that was interesting enough for you all. Uh... I need a sip of tea, actually. Hold on. When you talk for as long as I do with no pauses, you get like a big saliva pocket in the bottom of your mouth. And it is not fun. <laughs> Let me just tell you. 
This is why a lot of podcasts pause in between segments. Or this is why a lot of podcasts just have co-hosts. <laughs> co-hosts are fantastic, everybody. Get yourself a co-host for your podcast so you have a chance to breathe and catch up a little bit because talking for this long by yourself can be a tough challenge. I imagine most people can't do it. Luckily, I'm uh, extroverted enough to do it. Ooh, that's something interesting I want to talk about. So this is how we're going to... We're gonna, this is going to be the final topic for the podcast. Let's talk a little bit about being an extrovert versus being an introvert. I have gone with a weird thing through my life of being in one camp or the other one. And I've come to the conclusion that, like, really, when you think about it, we're all somewhere in between. I don't buy that, like, you're either 100% extrovert or 100% introvert. I think we're all somewhere in the middle. Uh and I only have my experiences to go off of, but other people I've talked to seem to have a similar kind of journey where they are pretty extroverted as a kid for the most part. Uh, there are obviously a few exceptions where you're hyper, where you're running, where you're making friends, all this sort of stuff. And then as you get older a little bit, you start to become a little bit more and more introverted until you're finally an adult. And then you get some form of that extroverted back. And then it's also a little bit of introversion because you're by yourself or you've moved out, or you're working all the time, or you're at college, and it's just this constant, constant, constant back and forth of extrovert versus introvert to the point where, like, God, I can't even tell you what I'm supposed to be. (laughs) You would probably think, oh, Aiden, you've talked for 21 minutes about yourself and topics. Uh, You've done 20 episodes of the show. You're obviously an extrovert, and I would kind of agree with you on that. I do YouTube, I've done 400 videos on Blue Catch Productions. A lot of them are just me. I've done uh, the monthly Battle League stuff. I've done podcasts, like another YouTube podcast, Lions Honor Nerdcast, Lions Honor Gaming in general. I have a solo series on there where I had to talk to myself for a lot of the time. You would think that I would be just the most extroverted person in the world. However, if you take that Aiden that you know in videos and picture every time one of these videos are done, Hours and hours of silence on my end, simply editing, uploading, and staying in my room the rest of the day. Like, once the camera is off, once Aiden on Anchor is finished, I will just sit at my desk all day, watch YouTube, play a couple of games, sometimes get on Discord here and there, maybe leave my room once or twice a day, but for the most part, it is in here, solitary, not a lot of people, alone, basically, for a lot of it. Um... And part of that was due to, like, depression stuff. But part of it is just, like, I enjoy a little bit of silence. I enjoy a little bit of peace. I enjoy a little bit of taking the time to relax after recording so much stuff every day, all the time, and hearing my voice every day, all the time. When I'm out in public, when I'm out, like, shopping or getting food or uh, running or exercising or whatever, I'm, I'm silent. I don't say a word. A word. A word. Uh, if you were to ask people that I went to college with, they would probably tell you I'm introverted uh, because I didn't say a lot. I didn't really say a whole lot in high school either unless I was with my friends a lot of the time. There were just points where like a like a switch almost. I could go from being 100% extroverted doing this YouTube stuff to then immediately being quiet and alone with myself for hours and hours and hours on end. And I imagine a lot of people are like that. Maybe not exactly like my case, Uh, You may have a little bit of the other way around, right, where you're introverted at home, but then when you go to school, you're extroverted, or uh, you're extroverted at home because you, like, have parties and then hang out with a lot of people, but when you go to work, you're quiet most of the day. 
Like, it's different for everybody, I'm sure, just the, the, the levels of it, but I, I think everybody has at least some form of it, whether they realize it or not. Um, if you think you're an introvert, you have some form of extrovert that that doesn't show up a whole lot of the time, but it's still there. And if you're introverted, like, you, you have that extrovert and you feel extrovert. I don't know. This whole thing's confusing. Uh, I keep getting my words muffled. Maybe I'm autistic. That's the answer to my problem. There we go. We figured it out, everybody. We figured it out together. But no, I, I, I've thought about it a lot. I've done personality tests. I, I've, I've talked to people about it. I've, I've asked them what they thought I was, introvert or extrovert. And it's just like, mm, it depends on who you're asking a lot of the time. Yeah. Who we decide to open up to and show uh, people our best qualities or worst qualities or all that sort of stuff. It depends. Um, some family members might think you of an extrovert and classmates might think you of an introvert because you're like, you're showing off a public image of yourself every day to your work, to your class, to your family at home and how you present yourself publicly and how you go about your conversations, how you talk to people, how you communicate, uh, what you wear even could be a part of it. Um, you're constantly showing off a version of yourself. Uh, to other people and so that image that perception can lead to a lot of people thinking you're either introverted or extroverted but like the truth is that image that perception is never like 100 percent constant it's never the same especially if you have like mood swings or anxiety or depressive episodes or if someone died in your family or if you're a third grader going to disney world and you're just excited like it changes constantly it fluctuates all the time and especially in, like, a school environment, the amount of growing up that you do uh, from elementary school to the time you're out of high school is just insane. Uh, <laughs> through that period of time, you probably were, like, 10 or 12 different versions of yourself at each each stage to where you're at now. Like, first grade you is probably totally different from fifth grade you, and fifth grade you is probably totally different from ninth grade, and ninth grade you is probably totally different than 12th. Uh, just think about it. Think about how often you've changed up yourself in one form or another from the time you were in kindergarten and first grade all the way to like high school and college. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild how much growth and change like happens in that period of time? And all of them were probably like different versions of extroverted and introverted throughout. Like that's just crazy to me. That's absurd. I can't even I can't even imagine how that goes down in, in a lot of places so uh yeah am i an introvert am i an extrovert who cares <laughs> i'll probably be different tomorrow honestly if i'm in a good enough mood uh, i might be a little extroverted if i just want to chill and hang out by myself i'll probably be more introverted that day uh, whether you think you classify yourself into one of those two camps is totally fine with me but i implore you to take a look at yourself especially throughout time and throughout a couple of days like write yourself a journal or a diary and just like see just like see the kind of person you're like you are from day to day and tell me 100% that you were 100% introverted or 100% extroverted because I guarantee you it's more of a shade of gray than it is a black and white ideal uh, a lot of the time so yeah I think that'll do it for this episode of Ain't on Anchor we talked about a lot today we talked about Pokemon we talked about Spider-Man films, and we talked about extroverted versus introverted. 
I've been your host, Aiden Matthews of Blue Couch Productions, and let me know what you thought about this episode somewhere on the internet, however you do it on Anchor. Let me know what you thought. I appreciate it as always. And stay tuned for the next episode. It's the start of season two. Nothing's changing with the show. No need to worry at all. It'll be the same old Aiden talking on the same old Anchor about what's been going on with me. Thank you for following me for 20 whole episodes again. It means a lot to me. And hey, if you want to donate, you can. Acre has like a little donate button. If you want to put money into this, you do not have to. I will continue to make the show whether you do or don't. But the option is there. With all that being said, though, like I said before, I am Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I am signing off. Oh, bye bye. <laughs>